But wouldn't all the squirrels be dead? No, because they're wily. It's a very... <laughs> <laughs> everyone and pull up a seat at the table it is lunchtime in rome tonight is episode 135 entitled marriage advice part two when you say i do you have no idea what you're saying i do too however it can be said that you also have no idea really who you are saying i do too by the time you get married you have some idea hopefully but so often you don't really know for years and years later if you make it that far some say you never really can't understand who your spouse really is. What about you? How well did you know your spouse when you were married? How well do you know them now? How did you get to know them other than just through time? What did you do to get to really know them if you do? We're talking about that at the table this evening. So pull up a chair at the table and join us. First time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Please make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, give us a five-star review. Hey, Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got that much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning, and then we hit the main topic. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime lunch in, in Rome. In Rome. Sometimes I feel like I have to go faster when the Brian part of the opening is a little longer so that it just hits to the 2.30 second fast forwards for people who listen all the time. Right. We should time it. Oh, you're like literally watching the clock as you say no, that. No, but I can feel it. Oh, interesting. All About right. two minutes in. <laughs> Brian did have like a, like that. That was Kudos long. to was you, man. That was a lot of. You wrote uh, that well. Who, who's and do's and twos. <laughs> like it was all. It was a there. good reader, that Brian. <laughs> Rooting and tooting. <laughs> I was going to go right into Dr. Seuss, but. <laughs> uh, Hi, I Chris. Guess. Oh, hey. Here. Um, yeah. So welcome, everybody. Episode 135. Welcome. Oh, wait. Brian already did that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Goods and bads? Uh, I have no specific good per se. Aw. Yeah, I, there's. Oh, that is a just, bummer. It's just that's your, a, dude, that's it. That's your bad. That's kind of the bad, right? Is it? <laughs> All right, Eric, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been so focused on like just weird happenings and busy events and things that, yeah, there's no specific <laughs> good. It's more like. Oh, we made it. We made it today. That's right. nice. Well, and like not to get into too many details, you, like you and your wife, Amy, are teachers. And this is a busy time of year. Sure. You know, like kicking off into the fall, like the school year started and going into the holiday Christmas season. Right. Like there's a lot going Closing on. Closing out one nine school. weeks, starting another. Right. It's a, That's <laughs> yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Sure. Well, yeah, no, it, it, it is. And, um, and it's just been... It's it's been an awkward time, and yeah, I don't want to go into specifics like you said, but right. it has been an awkward time for us as far as, um, I guess, 
transitioning into a more normal school year than last year but it's just it's almost like what does normal look like yeah right now like the post new normal yeah like okay we're 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 trying to do things normal but it's not going to be normal and everybody's got an opinion on what normal now should look like and it, it can be a lot of uh just a lot of slogging through <sighs> i don't know yeah D- dysfunctional mm-hmm. conversation and you know dealings with i don't know i heard the fr- <laughs> i heard the phrase one time uh from a friend of ours who um heard from a friend eric was there but um it's like somebody threw a bomb into a squirrel cage oh yeah <laughs> wes yeah yeah and like talking about this big large family that it was just like so much activity but i feel like that's what's happened to yeah like the school district and adults it's like somebody yeah. just threw a bomb in and there's like all these cats or squirrels just right but wouldn't all the squirrels be dead no because they're wily it's a very <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, that's well, it's why a I very like small bomb <laughs> yeah <laughs> squirrel size well anyways it's it i i understand what you're saying as far as there's just so many it's like ratcheted up to 11 the opinions and yes the, yeah yes all the all the I, I just, politics i don't envy your position man yeah it's yeah. just it's a bunch of it's a bunch of stuff so yeah just sort of fighting through every day and and figuring out not even knowing what's tomorrow gonna look like exactly and who's who's gonna mm-hmm. have an issue with something mm. with so we don't even know. You know, it's just it's very one of those things. We're, yeah, we're in a place right now where it's like you're stepping lightly. Yeah, and and you're you don't know exactly what's around the corner. So that that can mm-hmm. be very walking yeah. walking on eggshells and things being unpredictable is the worst. Yeah, and when you don't know who you're walking on eggshells around. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you've got a, a, a very angry father, and you're always you know, Daddy's home. Be careful. But when you don't right. know, at where, least you know, right, 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 mm. yeah, mm-hmm. sure, mm. yeah. <laughs> hey, I do have a good food story though. Let's do it. This was it yesterday, two days ago. I don't know, man. I and it's nothing new. You know, when I talk about my favorite meals on here, I'm always talking simple. Like I like when I'm grilling a steak and I do it just right, or I'm doing mm-hmm. whatever. Or it's and cozy. I, oh, that's true. I do like cozy mm-hmm. this time of year. But the weather's been better this week. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to grill another meal. Who knows if it'll be my last of the season. Last of the season. Oh, you grill right through, don't you? Oh, gosh. In the snow. I, I <laughs> shovel off my grill. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hap- happy time. I actually time. just said the other day, it's chilly <laughs> enough. I got to put my grilling hoodie on. <laughs> <laughs> I envy you that you have a grilling hoodie. Not that I envy you standing in the snow. Well, but I mean, like, in... But for Jay, like Jay's grill is literally like three steps off out, out of his, off yeah. his kitchen door. Like, right. Where they yeah. rebuilt my side porch after I had the foundation work done, and they told me this would happen. It is still sinking. Yeah. So now, like oh. every time I go out of the the kitchen door, I just go. Ah. But they did <laughs> a solid. They made it workable, right? Oh, it's workable. It's and there. my legs are getting a good workout because it's a. I mean, it's uh, yeah. it's got to be three feet up working, at least. Working them hammies. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, That's back awesome. to your grilling story. Well, it just I had one of those meals where I was like, man, I just cooked the f out of this meal. Like, I mean, it was amazing. I'm sorry. I was trying to think of some. I was trying to censor myself. I <laughs> I didn't have a good phrase. I think people picked up on your code. <laughs> they cracked it, but. So, 
the best medium rare sirloin I have ever done. Like nice. just the purest medium rare notes, no touch of overcooked or undercooked. Like it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, I had, you know, we got our new oven with the air fryer built in. Mm. I air fried mm. some some little mini potatoes with butter and herbs and stuff and oh my gosh just crispy just on the outside right. yes nice. fried up some green beans just oh, on man. high heat like with the oil like and it was just like you man. know seared just right and mm. did you cook this for everybody or just you oh uh, i was gonna be for everybody but i said no <laughs> this is just for me look at this no i it was for everybody okay right. and um everybody being three of us i mean you yeah, know. yeah yeah but uh and, and lily doesn't eat meat so <laughs> <laughs> you were like double meat yeah <laughs> so yeah sort of two and a half of us but it was really good really good highlight of my week <laughs> i was cooking a steak that's a highlight yeah, no that's it was a, good. that's a good highlight when you yeah. when you get a, a a good cooked steak man that's that's nice that's nice um so for me uh start out there's a, there's a couple different things. If only you had two weeks I, to prepare. Dude, I know. I know. Why is it every week every you week. take a 30-second pause? I know. Because, um, okay, here's the thought in my head. I'm like, in my head, I was like, I'm going to do this. But then, like, there's this thing that pops in my head. And I'm like, but that kind of trumps it. And do I go with that? So I'm going to go with two goods. And we'll come back to bad. Uh, two goods. One there's these two guys that came around our neighborhood that were offering to seal uh, asphalt driveways. Oh, gypsies. Nope. Um, but two very nice guys. Vagabonds. And uh, it was, you guys know my driveway. It's not small. It's not a small driveway. A flat. 200 bucks cash. Wow. To seal the whole driveway. And I did the math. They lost money, but they didn't because I know their backstory. And it's fine. I won't go into it. But uh, but I was just, because I, I was looking to do it, and I was going to do it on my own. Ugh. But it was like, I don't want to do this on my own. But these guys showed up, $200. I didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. I saved money, because I know like doing the math on if I would have bought the, yeah. the tar yeah. or whatever on my own, you don't I, do I would have lost money. No, you'd have black grass. <laughs> right? And they were very good. That's a good point. Is like they were very professional. They had like all the right tools and like they did it and they were man. I'm in the wrong business because they were here for like 25 minutes, 200 bucks cash, gone. Like well, I have to tell you too. Um I I just pulled up, you know, at your house. It was dark. It's been yeah. plenty dark for like 2 hours at this point. Right. Yeah. At no idea. I didn't think your driveway was bad before right, or right, anything, right. but I pull up, you know, get out and I happen to look, look down as I'm getting out of my car. I'm like, well, your driveway looks good. But yeah. would never have said, oh, you need to get it done or that, it, I don't know, whatever. But It needed done. Well, I'm telling yeah. you, it was noticeable it to my to subconscious be because yeah. it was like, Yeah, because wow. it was on a we three-year mark. And <laughs> yeah, it was on a three-year mark. And it's like every other year, you need, you should seal it. That's that's one of those things like with my like my gutters i i have somebody that comes around in the yeah. fall like after all the leaves are down you know probably in the next week or two 70 bucks he gets up he does yep. all the gutters i'm like yes yes do that because right. i don't want to then do you can't fall <laughs> well, I, I, get I, that I put, rush i put my christmas lights up and i could have ah, fallen that yeah. i didn't so right. it's well worth the money yeah the other good is uh so we're doing the whole chair method with maggie going to sleep so uh backstory ever since mags was 
five, six months, we did the cried out method for her to go to sleep. And she has slept all through the night until a couple months ago. Um, and she's three now. Um, so we've had a little bit of, uh, you know, step back in the, in the sleep area, but now we have started the chair method where we start like right next to her. Then we move a little closer to her door and then we're like right outside her door. And like, we are officially like outside of her door. His his chair is actually in the driveway now. (laughs) I was just, that's where my brain went was like, and then we go to the dining room and then we're back. They just have to sit there. Honey, I don't think we're doing this right. Why do I have to sit here? All night? But here's the thing. I would do it. <laughs> like, if I had to sit in the driveway. Like, in order for her to sleep, you'd be like, yes. Like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, now, we are we are officially out of her room in the hallway and, like, almost on the verge of being out of sight of her. Um, so, <laughs> it's, it's a, it, yeah. And uh, I'm excited about it because, like, it's progress. It's progress on moving forward and us getting back to a regular sleep cycle um especially after the stupid daylight savings time which Mm. daylight savings time you know when you have kids it's It's way it's way different it is the opposite right you you do not gain an hour you Mm. lose an hour and it's the worst um so it's just even more top of mind right now um but I'm so glad that we are making progress. Um, so that's that, awesome. That's good. And is she does she like – she knows your – I mean, she requests your presence at this point, I assume, right? Like, she knows you're there. She wants you there. She will say, you know, don't want you to sit in the hallway. Um, and we'll say, nope, we're sitting in the hallway. Gotcha. And we love you. Good night. Close your eyes. Okay. We'll see you in the morning. But if she opens her eyes at this point, she can still see you. Yeah. 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 Okay. But we're not facing her. We're facing away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she can't see like facial expressions or anything like that. We're not supposed to like look in the eyes according to the experts and all that. So, um, but positive. Uh, Food wise this week, uh, actually tonight I made some on uh, Brian, your wife, Lex's recommendation, uh, carnivore tacos where the shell is mm. the basically cheese. fried cheese. Mm. And then we used J chicken uh, for the meat and then cream cheese and sour cream mixture with some guacamole and uh, more cheese on top. Oh, man. See, that's good because when you do a, ta- a regular ground beef taco with the cheese shell, that the oil and the oil... You know, it doesn't absorb the oil, so all the grease runs off and it gets kind of messy. But if you're doing chicken, holds it tight. I did that on purpose. Yep. Nice. <laughs> like it. It was good. Tastes Delicious. like a taco. And kind of better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, um, little things. I'm going to start with the bad little things. Um, I'm really good overall. Like, there's a lot of good. Um, and I really don't have time to talk about all of that but little things are my dishwasher is mm. leaking again again i had to pull it out last night because uh. you, you run it and it's leaking it's leaking from a different spot this this time than what i struggled with but uh, it's just like one of these things like i thought we've overcome this uh right. so whatever whatever um my ceiling fan in my bedroom uh. it's just started doing this little that's the best it's like so arbitrary but it's like you you wake up and go wait what is so we just have to we have it off which i always think about you and rachel with your ceiling fan that just has been on 22 years 
Except yeah. for power outages. It's been on for 22 years. That's amazing. <laughs> Without going... Tick, tick, tick. Not a bit. Most well-balanced son of a gun that's ever been made. Same light bulb. That's crazy. That's crazy. As the as the house moves around it, it doesn't care. It's Well, yeah. It's, yeah. It just right. maintains. And then I was cutting my grass. Um, and up at the pool... <laughs> Up at the pool, there's one of the line, one of the PVC pipelines that goes back into the pool. Um, there's an elbow, and I was I was going like like with the lawnmower, <laughs> and I scraped the bottom of the lawnmower off the PVC, and so now there's this giant chunk out of the the PVC line, and it's like, well, that's something I got to get fixed next, you know, before next summer. Was, you can do that with ramen. Just what, <laughs> seal it up. Yeah, I've seen that on the <laughs> sink. Yep. Yep. What? Yep. There's a there's a YouTube video of somebody taking like ramen noodles and like repairing a sink. A porcelain sink that's broken, yeah. like a corner oh, that's oh, chipped off. Yeah. I was I, I'm yeah. probably going to not do that. Cause It'll be in the show notes, It's everybody. high pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um, my good would be my groin. Um, <laughs> yeah. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I really tore my groin up playing hockey. And um, it's been... I played once last week, and I didn't like the way that it reacted. Um, I played disc golf last week, and I didn't like the way that it reacted. Um, and it was it was a pretty significant inju- injury. Uh, this week, I played again, and I, it's it's felt great. So I, I'm really happy about that. Um, I did also change jobs, and that's pretty cool. It's It's been... Um, yeah. this, this week's been a little bit more... Well, a lot more laid back than my last couple weeks of my last job were. So it's been a nice transition to just ease into it. Um, uh, a lot different than than when I came on board at my last job. So, uh, so that's good. And I'm also really, really enjoying this weather. It's it has been just um, a beautiful week for us here in Pittsburgh. And uh, I've got out and played disc golf with with you, Eric, today. And oh, that's it was, awesome. Yeah, it was really nice. Um. And for my food, I want to give a shout out to Jiggers in Export. Um, I hung out with um, my friends Jess and Ian over the weekend. Um, they live out that way. Uh, they recommended this place. Um, I I knew kind of about it, but I'd never really, you know, it's kind of like the Mohans of Export. Okay. Um, Fair. Really good wings. Big, you know, big mm-hmm. wings. And they had that, the Jamaican dry rub, which I like, mm. and uh, really well done. So... That's what I what I got. Good. Can good we, people too. Can we talk people. about your groin for a minute? What do you want to talk about? I just um. I, did you when you said you played again? You're talking about hockey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you went you okay you went back to hockey, mm-hmm. had a successful time. Groin felt good. The, yeah, the this, second time this week. Yeah, yeah. but so I, I did it probably about a month ago now, maybe a little bit less than a month ago, and then like it was it was significant. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying is I know it's gone on and on yeah. and on, and kind of like my dishwasher leaking. Um. So you, your, yeah, it's, it's your groin wasn't leaking though. My uh, it was severed. I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was I I'd never felt a pop like that in real time, and um. But yeah, so last, like I could tell up until this past Monday, every time I did something, it was, it was re, re damaging it. You know, right. it would swell up, it would get black and blue again. This past week, I played two games, um, feel great, no swelling. So that's yeah, awesome. Really good. Thank you. Jay, how's your groin? Uh, so I would start with my <laughs> negative. Um, and you guys are always so discreet in like, you know, I can't really talk about it, but. You know, not always, but very often. And I'm never that way until tonight. And my negative is quite simply, I had a conversation with, uh, I had a conversation the other night 
and it didn't go great. And I left not feeling great. And the problem is, you know, and I, I have been and I will be open and honest and vulnerable about it. But the bell that was rung in that conversation cannot be unrung. Mm. You know, what you said is what you said. Mm-hmm. And you can, and I'll, I mean, it's not even like a forgiving thing. It's just like, oh, I get it. That's how you feel. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can apologize. You can make it right. You can do anything you want. Right. You said what you said. And mm. it's like, all right, we're on a different page now. Mm. And it, you know, and it's one of those things where you go, okay, now what am I supposed to do with that? You know, and you're going to bed and you're like, I'm not going to obsess about it. I'm going to put this in the proper place. All right. I'll do this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. But I'm not going to obsess over it. You know, I was just sitting there obsessing over it. Right. Right. So it was you're just. Pro- you're processing it. It was. Yeah. I think there's a difference. Right. Except at some point in time, you need to stop processing and go to bed. <laughs> sure. sure. Um, and again, all things in perspective. Okay. Well, all right. Where do we go from here? And, and what does this have to do with that? And. Okay, well, God, what do you want me to do with that? And how am I supposed to, and how can I have avoided this? And, you know, you got to do all those things. But mm-hmm. I, I thought about it. I'm like, no matter what, eh, that bell's already been rung. You said what you said. And and that's just one of those like, well, that's too bad. Yeah. Kind of a thing. However, there is two goods. One's horrifically silly. Um, the first is uh, the disc golf course. I talk about it a lot. And you guys all know this, but this is for anybody else. I made it, you know, once summer stopped growing everything and I didn't have to work on the course all the time, I was able to play it more often. And I made the commitment to do that. And I have probably played nine of the last 10 days in a row. And it is just such a, it's exactly why we built it. You know, like I can leave my house, go play and be home. And it's 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's funny when I get, when I get done, I'm like, yeah, I can play again. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that either. Like, because it's another whole, you know, it's, it's not an easy course to walk. It's right. not hard. I've done it enough now. I can come up the hill on five and not have to take a break, which is good because you kind of need a rope almost right. to get up there. <laughs> Steep hill. Jetpack. And I did finally have my great round and I shot four under par, which you guys all know because I sent it to you. Which is crazy. It was, it was crazy. Because like you, hadn't, you right. hadn't gotten one under yeah. par. And Couldn't then break like, par. Like, yeah. I did. Break I broke it. I know. Right. I know. But like you didn't go like, oh, I got two under One, par. two, three, four. Right. Yeah. It was just... Negative one to negative, negative four. four. Like it's crazy. With a bogey. So I had, I had five birdies, one bogey in that round. And that was awesome. And it was really good. And so my other good is the, probably the dumbest good I've ever had. But getting in the car, I heard a song that I like a lot. And I thought about it. And I was like, this might be the best lyrics of ever any song ever written. Like wow. it is the most appropriate love song ever written. Hmm. What is it? It is in fact, <laughs> I'm going to forget the name of the song. Um, Something's Last Forever After All by Luke Combs. It's a country song. Oh, I love Luke Combs. Forever After All. That's the name of the song. Hmm. Gosh, it is a... I mean, it even... I mean, it ends... You know, it's got a chorus and everything else, but then the last verse is different than all the other verses, and it talks about when, you know, the one spouse dies Hmm. that... I mean, it's such a good song. Yeah. He's great. I just appreciate it. Yeah. Now, if you watch him sing it, you're like, "Eh, I don't like it as much. Because he doesn't match. You know, you're like, oh. Oh, he is very, like. He's who he is. He is who he is. I ain't no song or dance. He also also has a song called Beer Never Broke My Heart. (laughs) He's very much a country singer. Um, But our friend Matt was in Nashville, and Beer Never Broke My Heart came on the jukebox in, in a bar when he was in Nashville. And he was like, everybody singing at the top of their lungs. And it was one of the greatest moments ever. Yeah. America. Right? Nashville might be on my list. 
Oh, Nashville's on my list. I would love to take a trip to Nashville. I think Nashville. I'd like to go to outside Nashville. Hmm. Like, I think if I like went a roadhouse. Well, yeah. Like, I think if you go to Nashville now, it might be like going to Austin 10 years ago. Yeah, that's fair. I've been well, there. Actually, 10 of, years ago would be good. I've been there a Five couple years times. ago. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So that in the American the Southwest. Con- the, country, the country music museum's like right there on Broadway. Yeah, I wouldn't walk it's very in. Very cool. No. No, I'd eat. And oh yeah, there's the places. Well, and I, like yeah. I'd ask, you know, the locals, where where would you go? Where would you go? Yeah, so well, we, would, good, we wouldn't tell friend, you. I got good friends <laughs> down there outside of Nashville. See, we could do a disc golf there. Mm. There it is. I like it. Let's do it. It's another trip we haven't planned. Mm-hmm. Let's do right? it. Food. Joe and I continue our uh, diner tour of Pittsburgh. So last week we went to the was it Bob's Diner that you told me to go to in Carnegie? Oh, Carnegie. And that was pro- that's one of our top two. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a little bit more. I mean, it was 17 minutes from Pitt, which isn't a big deal. That's pretty maybe, good. Maybe yeah. 15. Because there's no good traffic. Time. It's yeah, noon right. on Wednesday. It's Carnegie. I should say 11 on a Wednesday. And today we did my father's diner, which used to be not Mulligan's, but something Irish. It's right where the Van Gogh exhibit is on the other side of the river, just on like by the Heinz plant, kind of on the north oh. side, but not really north side. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely diner. Best omelet I've had yet. Hmm. Wow. And it was, and I got a little creative with it because I'm normally just Western omelet guy with a little bit of hot sauce, mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe I'll go meat lovers. Hey, I'm crazy. But uh, <laughs> I went with father's uh, omelet, which was, I chose ham. You choose your protein. And it was uh, onions, green pepper, spinach, cheese. And oh, and the cheese I went with was feta. Okay. And I'm not even right. a feta guy. I know you're yeah. a big feta guy. Mm-hmm. I'm and not a feta guy. I did. I'm not either. Yeah. But it all worked together, and it was well-cooked, and it was tons of the, the filling, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't even hot sauce it. Wow. Wow. Sounds delicious. I, feel like I, I didn't know better. The waitress who was, I think, you know, I don't want to say anything. You know, my age-ish, I swear she was hitting on Joe. At one uh, point, she walked away, and he goes, ma'am, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob's Diner is solid. That's, that's a great little place. And, you know, many of us have girlfriends, and some people who are listening have boyfriends, and eventually we have spouses. And probably halfway through the marriages that I've done, which I haven't figured it out recently, but it's somewhere around 38 or so, I started telling people, when you say I do, you have no idea what you're saying I do, too. But in our last podcast, I think it was Brian who said, you know, that you're always discovering who your spouse is or you're always it was something like that or, or that you really do know or whatever. And it got me to thinking the difference between what you know about your spouse when you get married versus who they are yeah. now mm-hmm. and, or not even who they are now, how well you know them now. And so, you know, when you say I do, you really don't have any idea. Right. Who you're saying I do. Too. And I wanted to kind of flush that out a little bit and talk about how do we get to know our spouses? How much better do we, as these four men in this podcast, know our spouses today versus the day we were married? And what what predicated, What what? How, why do you know them better now than you did then? And I've asked you guys to prepare that a little bit. Brian, you were very excited and said you had some good input and Lex had some input on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, we were talking right before I we came over to the pod, and uh, I her answer was she didn't realize what an extrovert she was marrying. Mm. She was like, I I, I knew that you know I, she knew that I had some extrovert tendencies, but she didn't realize how big of an impact that was going to make in our marriage, and really how big of an extrovert I am. 
and what that means for her and you know how she how it's challenged her how she's had to um adapt um and and you know likewise she's an introvert and so you know it, it really has challenged us to to find a middle ground and it's i think made both of us uh more healthy um and I think that that's been a, a really big part of our journey is recognizing um, just that fact, you know. Um, so Re- recognizing that you, that Lex is an introvert and you're an extrovert has made you guys more like recognizing those facts have, have made you more healthy. Start. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Starting there and then also just realizing that um, that means something. And so, um, you know, whether that's, you know, hey, um I'd like you to stay home a little bit more or, Hey, why don't you let's go out and and go for a walk? You know, there's like, we've, we've really helped, I think, prod each other, not prod, but, um, express your needs. Yeah. I mean, and, and obviously this, this has been, you know, talking with, uh, the relational needs that we've been, you know, working through on this podcast and even, you know, before that has been huge, but even way before that, you know, it was nice to know going into it um, early on that that we started that we were having those differences of personalities. Um, this has really helped to amplify that, though, and really helped us to figure out how to meet each other in that in that space. So um, that was a big thing, I think. And so that was her answer. I think my answer is. Um, I didn't realize what a buzzkill she was. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my answer is um, the I didn't realize when I was marrying her um, the the depth of grace, the depth of forgiveness, the depth of peace, the depth of consistency that she was going to bring to the table. Like, I, you know, that's a I, great line for Lex, the consistency. Oh, well, I think that like, it's such an underrated part of, of a relationship where there, there's just bedrock. Like she, she's a bedrock type person where mm-hmm. you, man, I just look at relationships and have been in relationships, you know, before Lex. Well, I, I just mean like any kind of like oh, you can have any kind of relationships. Sure. It's just volatile, almost like what you were talking about a little bit earlier, Chris, where you have you don't know who you're walking on eggshells around, mm-hmm. let alone you have to walk on eggshells. You know, and some of us are, are in relationships um, where what are the eggshells egg I have to look out for? What are the minefields that I have to look out for today? And it's a constant every single day, every single moment thing with that person. And so the 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 older I get, the more we get into our relationship, the more I appreciate the the consistency that she. I just know what she's going to bring to the table every day. I know mm-hmm. who she's going to be. I'm not wondering about who she's going to be. I go after her heart. Like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? What you know? What's going on with you? That's because that's vital. But at the same time, I don't have to worry about you know. Are you becoming a completely different person? So mm-hmm. I I really value that 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 baseline foundation but also the fact that i still do have to go after her heart and want to go after her heart because she is dealing with her things you know and so i think we talk about you're, you're asking the question what did you do to get to really know them how do you well, oh, i didn't ask that yet but go well on. <laughs> we we, we kind of asked that in, in the intro but like what do you do so you know just just that that going after each other's hearts is 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 huge it's and what you're saying is it's very intentional very intentional. Oh, yeah. You have to do it. You have to do it. 
What about you two as far as like how much better do you know your spouses now than when you were married? Yeah, like when I was looking at the the questions that you um prosed. Yeah. And I was like I like I feel like I have blinders on because of all the emotional needs stuff that we've that we've been through. But like why do you mean blinders? Just like, you know, the difference of how well you know your spouses now and I'm like I'm trying to think like I didn't know how much support Amy, okay. Amy so you know, right. Sure. And I know that better now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, or how much she needs approval, um, versus when I married her. Um, and I want to be, and mind you, when you married her, you didn't even know what those things were. I, right. That's, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, like, and that's kind of my point. Part yeah, of my point. Right. Cause like, I, and I didn't care. Like, you know, I just loved her, you right. know, and, and I still do. And I, you know, that that's kind of part of it is like, I just, I love her because she's her and finding out what her needs are just makes it better um, and makes our relationship better. Um, and that's been, that's been very powerful. Um, and I, I like, I don't want like, I don't think it's lame, but like, that's like the simplistic answer that I feel like is kind of cookie cutter for our podcast. But like, that's the answer. You know, sure. Um, and yeah. So the amount you would say is light years. Yes. You know her so much better now. Right. Oh, right. so much better. And what it took was learning about what she might be feeling and, and yeah, and what it, yeah. what and what her needs were. Right. And it all goes to past hurts and mm-hmm. and all that, and understanding where she's come from, what she's gone through, and and comforting her in those moments when she was younger, and and some moments in the present. Yeah. I would say it's hard for me to judge, although I, I I think I know Amy way better now, obviously, than I did then. I mean, there's been so many years of 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 you know going through life together. But um it's also like do I know her better or have we just changed and evolved together and, and I know her now <laughs> as mm. opposed to like okay so for example but that's a good point mm-hmm. and there's an answer to it but go on okay so for example you know when we first met in college started going out or even before we started going out we were became you know good friends um and she was if i had to put one word to her it would be spunky man she was spunky she was just like full of energy like all the time she was um not this, I don't want to say center of attention or anything, but she was always, she was very outspoken, usually in just like a fun, cute, funny way, whatever. And, and that side of her still comes out. And that's, you know, and that's the side obviously that I met first and that I, that I started dating and sort of fell in love with. And that, that was the, 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 the personality that she, that she presented, you know, but, and I think this is probably true of, of anybody when you get into a long-term relationship, when you start living together, when you start having children, raising a family together, and there's so many um, trials and tribulations that you go through as a couple, and you you know you see all the inner workings of of your spouse, and or just the day in and day out. Sure. Yeah. Just right. the 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 grind and just yeah yeah and it and you um you know you get to see so much like deeper it's like you're delving into like a 
like a well of who this person is. You know what I mean? Like you're digging. Yeah. You know, deeper into the mystery book that is their life. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so I, I suppose that is the answer is that, wow. So I know her way better now than I do. But I also feel like, man, we're such different people. We're such like, not that those personality traits that we showed back then don't still come out. And that's not, you know, that, that is still part of us, but man, we're just, we're different now, you know? So I, I feel like the evaluating of how well I know her now compared to then it's almost like, I don't know. There's two different ways for me to look at it, I guess, is how well I know her, but also who are we? <laughs> well, and that we could go down a, a big rabbit hole that we won't because that is, you know, are you really different now or are your needs being manifest and your hurts uh, demonstrated differently? Well, and it's true that, you know, we keep talking about how our needs and our hurts, you know, our, they go back way before she and I met. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's so many childhood right. things that we've, you know, on, you know, we, we talk about that all the time on the podcast. Um, so it's yeah, it's not that. But it's like, how are we presenting ourselves or how are we? Well, like if you look at that example, like for approval belonging, you know. So it could have been in college. She's perky because she wants everybody to like her and she wants to have, you know, that what people think is acceptance. But is that approval belonging? Well, now she wants that approval belonging from you or from other people. So therefore, her behavior manifests differently, but it's mm. still the same essence and the same need yeah. that she's trying to have met. Um, so for me, if I may, and I will, the, Rachel and I, of course, sat down and talked about this, which is always fun. With Rachel, uh, as you can imagine, and she was, you know, it was it was a it was a interestingly difficult conversation. You talked about the fact that we're doing this, or you no, actually no, no, talked no. about how well do we know each other? Matter, what did we yeah. learn about each other? And it's so funny. As I sit here now, I go, yeah, she never answered. <laughs> <laughs> she described the topic, but didn't really answer. So for me, um, I and she's like, well, you you know, what do you know about me now that you didn't know then? And I said, well, there's two things. So one, I had no idea what kind of a parent you would be. I mean, I hoped. I said, but you know, you had no mom. You had a mentally challenged, mentally whatever challenged father. You'd never seen a model. You had friends. You know, of all your friends, you had some good parenting in there, kind of, but a whole lot of bad too. So I didn't know. I didn't know until we had kids what kind of you know mom you would be. Now I know exactly the kind of mom you are, and and obviously that's a great mom. And I said, the second is how you would, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't even know to ask this when we were getting married, but how you would re respond to tragedy. And if I had to describe mm. it differently is I didn't know the depths of your faith then. And neither mm. did she, which is fair. Yeah. Sure. But having going, gone through what we went through over the trade days and having that pressure put not only on our marriage or our family, but her as a mother. Um. <laughs> To see the brokenness and despair she went through, and and I don't I don't mean through the whole process, you know, being a little bit vulnerable, but like the day he died, which we knew was coming, hmm. we knew it was coming at some point, but when it happened, to see that heart shatter, hmm. um, and then to see her survive, well, how could I know that, mm -hmm. you know, when we're married. But boy, do I know it now. Mm. And so for us, that is one example of how do you get to know your spouse better? 
Well, you have you have opportunities too, but it is not a given that you will. Mm. So when you experience different phases of life, marriage, childbirth, children leaving the house, children growing up, uh, sleep training, right? You learn more. You can learn more, but doesn't mean that you will. Yeah. And one of those, of course, is tragedy. Yeah. How are you going to respond to that? So that's an uh, an opportunity where we really learn. Mm. Um, you look like you wanted to say something. Well, I, and it's that's a it's a really good point. I, I because I think a lot of relationships just get stunted at the point where the glow wears off. Sure. You know, and that becomes a very difficult thing because like, and, and as you were talking about when you met Amy, you know, spunky, there's, there's people that, and I'm, gl- I'm grateful that you guys have continued to grow through your changes, mm-hmm. but there's people that cling to this idea of this person that they've married and they, they looked at on the altar and now they're not that person. And all there is is hurt and resentment now because that person is maybe not that person anymore, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that uh, the, how you learn to know your spouse better is to journey with them and to accept the fact that they are going to change. And like, there's the parts of the vow that say for better or worse sickness, like those, you can't take those and just throw them away. Those mean something. And when you really take those to heart and go, I'm going to embrace these, I'm going to embrace these because this is the start. And this person is going to remain, but they're also going to change. And, and, and you, like you're saying, you go through the trend, like we were talking about, we go through the trenches. You, you just, you the day in and day out. Um, and you got to embrace it. Otherwise you just live in that, that place where all you're living in is the past. And that's no good for anybody. And I agree with Chris's example, like, you know, Hey, she was for lack of a better term, the life of the party. A lot of people fall in love with, what someone does mm-hmm. no she was always like party she was but now as you as she evolves you learn to you've loved her for who she is mm-hmm. is that you know what i mean because like you said it, we manifest our or we act differently in different times and different phases of our life mm-hmm. and so very often people are like oh but i wish they were still the way you used to do this right, right. we might do love what they we do might love who they are deal of who they are but they're not that anymore and that can be that can be really challenging for a relationship and so Rachel and I were talking about this and she said, I don't think there's anything that makes you learn about who you are. I mean, you know, it's just, she goes, you know, you just learn who the other person is by being with them. And I countered with this. She goes, you know, you spend enough time with somebody, you learn who they are. And I said, okay, well, just cause you, I said, if you learn what they do, okay, here's how they are. They hate to be late. They like the house to be clean. You're learning about them. I said, but to evolve is to understand why they do what they do Mm. you know she's always yelling Mm. at me about you know talking to my one friend who's a girl but there's no and she's yelling she always thinks i'm cheating he knows what she does Mm -hmm. by the way that's not us that guy knows what she does Mm -hmm. and so therefore he has learned a lot about her she he knows in every situation she's going to be jealous she's going to nag him she's going to call him all the time he knows all about her but the relationship has not evolved because he doesn't know why she does those things. Mm. The example I use was Rachel. Shocking. 
she hates to be late. I've told this story before, but there's probably people who haven't heard every story we've told through 135 episodes. <laughs> and it would drive me nuts because I'm not late, but I ain't getting there 10 minutes early. <laughs> you know, and then finally one day she said to me, when I was little, I was so ashamed of my house and the, how dirty it was that if somebody was picking me up, I would wait outside. And it could be 10 degrees outside. Well, I hated it if they were late because I sat there mm. for 10 minutes in the freezing cold being reminded that mm. I have an ugly house I don't want them to see. Mm. Or if I was running late, I was deathly afraid they were going to come in and see the way I lived. Yeah. Well, do you think now our relationship evolved a little bit? Because I went, so every time I'm almost late, not even late, right. almost late. Right. This brings back all those terrible memories. She was like, yeah. All right, guess what? Now I'm pretty motivated. Right. Right. To to not do that. Right. So now our relationship has evolved. You look at some of our grandparents who mm. are, in your case, great-grandparents, the age right. of my grandparents, they were married for 55 years and they knew everything about each other. Had the relationship necessarily evolved, though? Did they understand the heart of the other person? Did they know why they did what they did? Right. Or did they just learn to coexist? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the old ball and chain. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I and, completely agree. And that, yeah. I mean, I feel like you were describing Amy and I. I mean, not the, the subject matter necessarily, but just the, the idea of, you know, she and I have not... Or at least I. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe she's been better at this through the years, and I just finally am catching on and catching up. But like the whole why factor has really been such a recent phenomenon for me. Mm. Like, and for us, I, I I'm gonna assume. Like, uh, s certainly in in our communication together. Like, but it just for so many years we were just trying to coexist. I think because that's just normal. Yes. That's well, just what we thought. That's, that's what you grew up with. Yes. And that's mm -hmm. just how you, I mean, yeah. what are, what else are we supposed to do? We don't right. know that there's anything else. And to, to start learning how to get into the why together and to, to really understand. Yeah. It just brings such like that moment of understanding that can become like a moment of compassion or comfort. And these mm -hmm. things that like, where you're really understanding where, she's coming from it's just i mean it's it's a game changer right if, if all you do is focus on what they do then you're only going to change your behavior based on how that makes you feel right <laughs> my point is uh, yeah. every time i go out with the boys she's going to call it 8 10 and 12 and that's going to annoy me and so therefore i gotta it's all about you if you learn why they do what they do oh wait a minute her dad cheated on her mom her whole life and she's so deathly afraid that that's going to happen to her again or her dad never paid attention to her and spent time with her brothers and so she has this huge need for approval and blessing so every time you're not with her she feels like oh my gosh it's happening all over again well now you're motivated to love her not just shut her up right you're motivated to help heal that hurt from childhood by not replicating that again right if you don't know why they do what they do and all you know is what they do, you're only going to react based on how it makes you feel. Yeah. And I'm going to butcher this, but, um, and yes, to what you said, but when, when we were just, when Chris just finished up what he yeah. was saying, I was thinking in my head of like, yes. And I've had to learn so much about me mm -hmm. and my hurts and how they affect me on my thoughts about 
Amy's hurts mm-hmm. where it's like that's like second level stuff there well because like there's there's moments where I'm like suck it up buttercup like this is where we are like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like let's like this is what we're doing let's go not good emotional response just not, case that, is not a, that, that was not advice <laughs> that I just want to make that is that is a warning to like not do that if you hear yourself saying that <laughs> Stop saying that. Right. Stop saying that. But it is very much of like, wait, you need to stop because that's your experience and your hurt coming out and you need to figure out what your spouse is thinking of and what they're going through or what they experienced in the past and what you need to comfort. And like, it that is like, man, we've had so many experiences where like that's been not the, not the issue, but like I've had so many... uh like aha moments of like, right? That wasn't my like. I don't see it that way. She's a, she sees a completely different side of the coin than right. I do. You know? Oh, it's it's crazy how different yeah. the perception can be. Right? It's it's insane. Yeah. And I'm gonna piggyback on that too and give a shout out to anybody out there listening who is like, I have so much trouble with that. Like like focusing on how the other person is feeling, how the other or why the other person is responding and like and i will say that that is me like if you are feeling that way out there don't feel too crazy because that's i mean you're not alone like i to this day still have to fight the habitual parts of my brain that just want to focus on how whatever amy is doing makes me feel Mm -hmm. like it's always like this Mm -hmm. habitual yeah like rebound of like she does something and my brain immediately goes into well that that makes me feel this way and like that's where like yeah part of my brain wants to that focus to remain and it's taken so much practice for me to get out of how it makes me feel and just try to listen to why she feels the way she does and understand why she feels the way she does yeah right like it is oh my gosh it's such a journey but it's not like man, is it worth it? Like, yeah. Like when yeah. it starts opening up for you, it is so worth it. Yeah, and I think like, um, and I I feel like what we're talking about is like second level stuff. I think a maybe more entry level. You know, we've talked about how we hate the five love languages. Not hate, but like <laughs> five love languages. It's a good start. <laughs> Whatever. It's a cute start. <laughs> it's a cute start. But it is a good example of like, you know, maybe you you. You love gifting. That's your that's your love language. But your spouse doesn't like gifting. But you love your spouse with gifting. Mm-hmm. They're going to hate that. Right. And you don't understand that because you love gifts, but they don't. And that's a very, like, elementary way of looking at it. But Yeah. Like, well, and right. the second level is, yeah. I'm going to give her what she needs rather than a present. Right. right exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that really is. That's like yeah. that's like 101 is really those the five love languages. Okay, I love th- in this way, but you love in that we'll go way. It's not 100. It's 99. Oh. Yeah. It's not even 101. It's, that's not, like, even, it's not even 100. It's so it's like GED. 99. That's GED stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> transitions aside. <laughs> um, we had something from Duke 
and Lydia. Yes, Lydia. And Lydia. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if we were... <laughs> I started to say the names, and then I was like, oh, well, they posted their names okay. and didn't say, don't give us our names. Um, right. I think the they table. posted their home address, too. Let's give that. <laughs> but I, I think this goes to, what did you do to get to really know them? Um, this it, is a good... What, Let's hold off on that one quick second, sure. Because we'll get to that. Like, sure. I just want to make sure no, we address. Yeah, we'll it, definitely yeah. do that. The last thing I just wanted to say, sort of, is, you know, we learn a lot about our spouses. Well, that's what they do. If you really want the relationship to evolve, it's learning why they do it. Yeah. And then, if you want to make a mathematical formula, since we're in the one on ones and two on ones, who your spouse is equals what they do plus why they do it. Mm-hmm. If you only know what they do, you don't really know your spouse. If you just know why they do it, now that one's a little more complicated. If all you know is why, if you just go, oh, they're always jealous. They're always jealous. But you don't realize, oh, is that why she calls me five times a day to see what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. So you have to know both to truly understand who your spouse is. Yes, life will change. You will become different. But the essence of who you are stays the same. So it's important to not only know what they do, but why they do it. But Brian, what are some ways... We can, besides just spending time together, how can we learn more about who they really are? Well, we had a contribution. Do we have anyone at the table <laughs> who has input? We had a contribution from former guests here, Duke and Lydia. Yeah. Um, Not guests. They were sitting at the sitting table. Sitting at the table. Yes. Thank you. Um, it may sound silly, but Duke and I looked up things like 100 questions to ask your significant other. Or things like that. Mm. Many of the questions we already knew about each other just from years of dating. But it was always fun to find questions we didn't already know the answers to. Some were silly, others more serious, and most sparked good conversations. So. Not to plug any other podcast, but they don't need our plugging. But the Nate Bergazzi podcast. Yeah. There is an episode, and I'll, I'll have to look it up and t- mention it again. Where some guy say his name again, Nate Bergazzi, B E R G A T Z E. Great comedian. It is a great podcast uh, to learn things from people who don't know things. They look up Wikipedia and talk <laughs> yeah. about it, and it's Nate's really dumb. Fantastic. But they brought it's great. up there, it's so is, there was this dating thing where it was 35 questions that you ask somebody on a date, and then you stare into each other's eyes for seven minutes. And that, like, 80% of the people that did that got married. And so, like, they go over these questions, and to hear Nate talk about it was just like, you know, <laughs> like, number two, like, how far do you could you possibly imagine this going? Like, I want it to go to 35 right now, and I'd like to leave. But <laughs> those kind of questions, I think, are great. And I don't know. Did she say it was once they were married or when they were dating? I believe she said when they were dating. Um, That's a fun dating thing on. to do. It is. Um, it's good practice. It opens up a lot of uh, unknowns. Oh, I, th- I don't know. I don't know what it was. She just said... Um, they looked up things. They already knew many of those things from while they were dating. But ah, it was always, so, so probably okay. when they were married. Yeah. Um, some other ways, and it's it, it sounds repetitive because it, it needs to be repeated, to be open and honest and vulnerable. Like, right. if you're not that, you got no shot. <laughs> like, you got no shot really understanding who your spouse mm. is if you're not being open and honest and vulnerable in the relationship with your needs, with your wants, and with your feelings, and especially your hurts. If both people aren't doing that, because Rachel even said, well, you, you not only have to understand why they do what they do, but you have to want to meet their needs. I'm like, well, that's kind of a given if you're trying to improve the relationship. Mm. You know? Right. So that's in, that that covers everything. Another thing is, you know, Eric, you brought this up 
it's important that you know yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't know yourself, good luck trying to figure out your spouse because your, your vision is so clouded. You know, like Chris, you were sort of talking about as well, seeing it beyond your own eyes. So mm-hmm. if you don't know what your hurts are, you ain't going to figure out hers. Right. And if you don't, you're just going to, again, react to what they do. Or you're not going to know like what to ask for from your spouse. Like, I need this. Like, right. this it's, is my hurt and, it, I, and I need you to meet this need. I think it's such an important thing to realize, and I feel like I, I've had snippets of this like taught to me since psychology 101 back to college classes, like, mm-hmm. and but and and then little bits over the years, and then obviously in relational needs, but like to really understand that everything you think in the world, like everything that you process through your brain, is going through a filter, like several. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like all of your past hurts, all of your whatever. I mean, just there you you can think that your perception is, well, that I this is what happened. This is the truth. This is reality. Mm. But you really I mean, if it involves another person, be open and honest and vulnerable with them and discuss it because their perception their truth of what happened can be so different than yours. I guess Eric and I, we kind of touched on that earlier too. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it's so important. I well, just had to say that. Yeah. And like, Jay, you've always talked about like seeking understanding, you know, like, and I, and I've always talked about like how, like just in society, like in, in the world, like nobody is seeking understanding. Oh like, gosh, no. How could you, how could you see it that way? And it's like, well, if you look at what I've seen. Or answer that and, question. And how a, could I see it that way? Right. Well, exactly. here's why. Yeah, here's why. Like, you know, like, yeah, nobody's seeking understanding. And if you don't seek understanding in, in your relationship, especially with your, with your spouse, like it's, it's going to be very hard to comfort at all. There are two other things you can do. And these are pretty eh, differently in different intensity levels. The first we've talked about a lot, which is a therapeutic letter. And it is a letter that you write uh, to somebody in your life that has hurt you. Now, if you want to get to know your spouse, it wouldn't start with them. Um, <laughs> go to like, you know, a parent. And it doesn't matter if you had good parents, there's still ways they've hurt you. But it's a, it's a way of looking at the foundation of your needs today and what hurts you today. It's not just writing it. That's not the point. When you write it, you then read it to your spouse Uh. and you give them the opportunity to comfort you. And again, comfort you as a child, not how you feel today, but how you felt then and or affirm who you are now. Well, when your spouse shares with you the biggest hurts from their childhood and the ways that their parents let them down or their baseball coach or their whoever that they looked up to that didn't meet their needs, your heart should break. And boy, will you learn a whole lot more. And then that's in those moments you'll go, that's why she was angry about this. And that's why she gets on me about that. And that's why this. And now everything changes if you go through one of those with each other. The other is the genogram, which Chris being one of the. One of the men who sit at the table most every week said, what's a genogram? (laughs) Never heard of it. It is a relational visual family tree. So you make, you know, you draw up the family tree um, in a certain way, and then you attach lines in between the people based on the relationship. So one line is, okay, between my mom and me, she met my standard needs, food, water, shelter. You get one line for that. Okay. If it was a very healthy relationship, you get two lines. If it was an enmeshed relationship where, you know, I was my mom's best friend 
Well, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Then that gets three lines. You don't want three lines. If it was a, a, a rocky relationship, it gets a scattered line. If it was a distant relationship, it's a dotted line. And if you know if it's if you're if you're you can go all the way up to your grandparents or even great if you need to. If they got divorced, you put a line through the line. Or if the person's dead, you know. So it's just this wing. We can talk about it later, but it helps tell the story. And you might do it with your spouse, and they're sitting there going, and they look at it. And that's why it's important. Is it's very visual. And you go, everybody on this side of your family is divorced. Hmm. Or you go on the right side, and you're like, everybody over here has an addiction problem. And you realize, man. How that must have affected, because you do it based on your age, you know, from zero to 12. Mm. What was the life like for you? Okay. The formative years. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you just get this understanding of, boy, who this little girl was or who this little boy was that now is standing before me at 45 years old. Mm. It helps you get a greater understanding of who they are today based on what happened to them then. Mm -hmm. And so those are just a couple of things that you can do. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Wow. I... Really enjoyed that episode. Hopefully, everybody out there got uh, got something out of it, and um, we appreciate you joining us for episode one thirty five. Uh, please make sure you can, uh, if you can, give us a like and follow on social media. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com as well. And while there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks everybody for joining us at the table for lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Just a lot of slogging. Oh, that's true. I do like cozy mm-hmm. this time of year. I just cooked the F out of this meal. My good would be my groin. Can we talk people. about your groin? If I had to put one word to her, it would be spunky. You were like, double meat, yeah. <laughs> it's leaking from a different spot this this time than what I struggled with.